Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My co-host for the last 17 years, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, will not be with us today. So, Kathy, um, hi, as you listen to this. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to be in the top 10%. We're always looking for some cutting-edge tools, some information from thought leaders, from authors about how these tools and tips can help you be a top performer, how it can help you develop your team, how they can be top performers. And this idea of a top performer typically is someone in the top 10%. And so who doesn't want to be in the top 10% if we know how to get in the top 10%? And today we're going to talk about the power of consciousness connection and four habits that can transform you uh, how you live and lead in this disconnected world. And so we have Talia Fox with us today, and I'm going to bring her on in a moment. And I'm excited to hear a little bit more about the conscious connection, given that most of us are, are not conscious uh, as much as we want to be. And this idea of a leader being more conscious in the moment. And the more that we can get more leaders into being conscious and being in the top 10%, the better it's going to be uh, for all of us. And we're always talking about emotional intelligence. Today, as we know, with everything going on in our world, we like to say everything is more. You have more pressure. You have more stress. You have more emotionality. Probably your reactions are more. Uh, and so, your family, your team, your organization is looking to you, the leader, to somehow navigate that. How do you present a clear and maybe calm way of focusing when everything is swirling around you? And so knowing some of your tools and knowing some of your strengths and how you can navigate through that can not only help you, but to help everybody else. And, you know, Kathy and I have a uh, website, www.emotionalbrilliance.com uh, slash academy. We have a, a free ebook, 11 Reasons Why You Need Emotional Intelligence. So with that, let me introduce uh, Talia here. And Talia is the CEO of KUSI, uh, or K-U-S-I Global. And she holds a master's in psychology and is a Harvard University fellow a leadership strategist, and a legacy builder. She has transformed thousands of executives over the last two decades in every sector, assisting leaders in developing innovative strategies for some of the most critical and complex uh, missions globally, including the defense, wealth inequalities, racial and social justice, aviation, healthcare. She's helped organizations like U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, Harvard University, TransUnion, National Institute of Health, Howard University, U.S. Departments of Defense, Veteran Affairs, to maximize human potential by leveraging strategic intelligence 
and help individuals and organizations foster connected cultures and promote conscious equity. She has a website, and I'll spell this out, uh, that you can get more information. Kuzi, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's K-U-S-I-Training.com, Training.com. And on there you can see some of her uh, programs and a little bit more about uh, everything she does. So, Taya, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so great, so glad to be here. It is Kusai, Kusai training, so it's like try Kusai, Kusai as a <laughs> thank you. Kusai. Okay, good, Kusai. So one of the things that we always do, Talia, just to get a better feel, you know, for you and your uh, kind of what brought you to where you are today is um, some of the influences in your life, maybe a little bit of background and kind of has helped make you who you are today. Yeah, I'm so glad to start with that question because, you know, I really do believe that our work can reflect our, our journey. And, and I feel like this book, The Power of Conscious Connection, is, I, I like to call it kind of my fifth movement, if you imagine an orchestra where all of your instruments play beautifully together. So, you know, I, I went to school for psychology. I worked in community, really helping children um, define and develop this capacity of hope. I was kind of at the front lines at the beginning of the HIV AIDS epidemic working with children that were impacted by HIV and AIDS. And it was a heart tugger where I realized that the impact of leadership, the impact of our decisions, it doesn't just impact our careers or our promotional capacity. It impacts our ability to help people. It impacts our ability to make a difference. And so um, that was a big piece of my upbringing. I also was a single mom that had to you know, pull my myself up after feeling like, you know, life didn't go exactly as I wanted to. And I learned a lot of lessons along the way that I think are so critical to achievement. Uh, you know, I, I'm the type of person that I'm a type A, and I thought that the best path was charting out my plan, making every single, you know, detail go exactly the way it was supposed to be. But I learned through life and through the ups and downs, the power of, and I'm going to use your word, of emotional brilliance <laughs> in the ability mm-hmm. to really achieve much greater results in a much easier and softer way. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, and so that led you to uh, writing this book. Like, how, When did the book come out? And then we kind of get into some of the questions about that. Yes. So how recent is it? As, as you shared, I'm the CEO of Kusai Global, and we are on a mission to change humanity one skill at a time. And I have personally written a book mm. that includes my, the story of my journey and stories that I've had with mm. my clients over the last two decades of kind of how they utilize a different way and different strategies to achieve results. And when I say results, it could be both career results and the level of happiness results, which I have found come together. Uh, so again, this book is where all those instruments play together, and it's sort of my 20 years of experiences and what it has taught me, the, the stories, the, the family connections, the, the issues, what that's taught me about business, about life, and about achievement. The book comes out November 28th, by the way, is, is the actual, oh. yeah, the book. You can go on, a, it's, it's all over. It's Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Um, I would love Great. for a book like this to 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 really impact the world, but it's November 28th is, is the exact publishing date. Oh, good, good, good. 
So um, I mentioned in, in the intro, and I talk about, you know, in the coaching and stuff that I do, uh, you know, most of us are, are not really present. You know, we're, we're operating out of our habits. Some of the research I've seen, we're operating out of our habits, you know, 95% of the time. So I'm really interested in kind of the conscious connection, and then we'll talk about some of the ways for us to be more conscious. So how would you define, you know, what is the conscious connection? So a conscious connection is this simple idea of being aware of what's going on in your world and open to how your power and how your habits create that and and develop the results. So just one really quick story around that. There may be a connection between sleep and your desire to lose weight or to get in shape where maybe we're just focusing on trying to buy the right food, trying to find the right trainer. But if you're aware and you're awake and you're present and, and really getting quiet, paying attention to connections, um, we really can find better and strategic moves that we need to make that will get us to our destination or get us to a better feeling of happiness uh, in, a, in a more direct way. Hmm. Okay. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of delve into that a little bit more as we talk about that. You know, I, I know from the work that you do and the work that I do, kind of everything happens in the moment. And so, you know, these yeah. choices that we make in the moment, and that's kind of this, the emotional brilliance that we talked about, it, you know, in the moment, can you make the best choice? Can you make the best decision? Yeah. The best judgment? Um, it sounds like in, in your book, you talk about your personal journey, uh, so what was like, what was the turning point for you that made you realize probably in the moment that you had to make some changes? So I was in grad school and I had a, actually I was an undergrad and I, I had a newborn baby. I was a single mom and life was really tough. I, nothing was going the way I hoped that it would go. And I had a moment where I was walking up my stairs to my apartment and I just fell in the stairwell out of exhaustion, out of just a feeling of defeat, out of mm. all this emotional baggage of just feeling like I wasn't living up to whatever standards that I created for myself. I was the person in my, in my family that everybody was so excited about and so proud of. And I just felt like there were some decisions and some paths I took in life and I felt bad about who I was and where I was going. And it was this moment where I said, I'm trying so hard, but I feel so depleted and so exhausted. So here I am kind of afraid, scared, feeling like a failure in this stairwell with a newborn baby. You can imagine I'm a young girl and mm -hmm. um, just a little over 20. I fell in the stairwell and I just kind of gave up. And there was this little light. There must have been a car coming by. The electricity went off in this apartment building. There's a car coming by, and it shone a little light on my baby's face. And he opened his eyes and said, Peekaboo, Mommy. <laughs> and it was just this little moment where I looked at his face, this beautiful baby, and I just said, Wait a minute. Life is happening now. Like everything that's going on is right now. And am I going to let mm. this defeat, am I going to let this anxiety and this stress deprive me of what is available to me now? So I got this surge of energy. I went up to my apartment. I started cleaning up. I started putting on some music. I started dancing. And I looked wow. at my little baby in the face and I said, this struggle is done. We are not going there anymore. We're done. We are done. 
Um, and it's really interesting because, you know, the, the journey is described in the book. It went, um, several different things happened, but, uh, life has literally lived my life very differently. And the results have been pretty exciting for me. I'm very satisfied with how I feel and how I'm showing up for the things that, that come my way. So that's a, a, a beautiful story. And I, you know, as you were saying that, I was just picturing that scene, you know, the light on your uh, child's face. And, and so they actually said peekaboo. He was speaking yeah, then or she was speaking then? Uh, is, it, is it a he or a she? He, he. Oh, okay. Uh, that sense of, of reality kind of like we're talking about in the moment, same way, this is what's real. All this stuff in my head and the stress and all that stuff, you know, it isn't as real as what's going on here uh, in this moment. And I think the other thing that you're saying, Talia, that's that's so cool is, and I think for our listeners, you know, when you change your mindset about something, like once it's changed, it's changed. It's hard to kind of go back to that. Um, and so in that moment, you kind of made this change and you, you cleaned up uh in your apartment and, and everything else. And so that led you on this track kind of more, is that right? Of possibilities and what's, what's available for you. Um, like what were some of the next things like you kind of did besides cleaning up your apartment? Like how did that, yes. uh, in, insight move you forward? What, like what were some of the things that you, you tackled? Well, I think there's a really important piece here that's so relevant. There's something that happened. Number one um, I surrendered and kind of admitted defeat. The second thing is the mm. peekaboo moment gave me a jolt of energy, which was actually an EQ tweak. So it popped mm-hmm. me out of whatever kind of dark place I was in emotionally and actually physically. There's, there's probably definitely something scientific. There's an oxytocin that happened. And then what yeah. that did was inspire an action step, but a very small in the moment action step, which was stand up, walk upstairs. Then that inspired the second action step, clean up. Mm-hmm. Then I did another emotional tweak, loud music, just in, encouraging, like I'm uplifting, yeah. uplifting, uplifting. So now it's the next moment. And then I got a good night's sleep. Then the next day I go to my job and my mind is online now to be able to strategize and think about what's next. So it's the journey of getting to that go-getter space, that highly productive space, and the journey of staying there. Now, for those that don't have such an extreme experience, you know, that, that I shared and I was really young for us in the workplace today, is there's a version of that that's happening to us. Um, so in my journey, you know, that led to a series of other daily decisions. I actually created a model that I use in leadership today called from amateur to professional. So I started daily jumping out of bed and I would say, I'm a professional, I'm a pro. And I, I looked at showing mm-hmm. up for life with a ton of integrity and a ton of energy, an extension of my professionalism. And because I was emotionally putting myself online, and we know, I'm sure that you talk about this a lot, the amygdala attack associated with emotional intelligence, I was constantly dampening that fear fight response and engaging my frontal cortex responsible for values, responsible for goal setting. And so I am very, very clear that it was a very specific emotional strategy to help me Mm. get from there to, I wonder if I could start a business 
to I wonder how I could help the world to um, uh-huh. look at what he just said. How is that connected to something I can do to add value? Those questions cannot be available to yes. you if you are distracted and depleted and sad. Wow. So uh, let me say something, then we're going to take our first first break. So really changing those questions, uh, that's so valuable. And again, when we talk about most of them more unconscious, we end up having questions that don't lead us to that light that you saw. You know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get it together? You know, and, and yeah. it's kind of like sometimes I talk to people about our brain is like this. You do a, a Google search, but you put in the wrong search items. What's wrong with me? How come I can't get this together? Well, you get an answer for that. It's a bad question. And your questions, what else can I do? You know, how can I bring about change? And your brain does that Google search and goes for it. So let's let's uh, take our first break. You're listening to Leadership Development News. We're just getting started with Tyler Fox. Her brand-new book has come out, The Power of Consciousness Connection, and uh, we'll be right back. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Icy Tech, like the hard-working men and women that get up every day and do their job. The ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. IC Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality, with passion, we follow you in this way of life. IC Tech. For those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with Talia Fox, uh, who's written a book that's just uh, coming out on the power of consciousness, uh, power of conscious connection. And um, Talia, so you, before the break, you were talking about the amygdala hijack, and just for folks who don't know about that, that's when when the amygdala has this privileged position. It takes over your prefrontal cortex, you know, especially when you're stressed and and you're probably not conscious and you're on on autopilot. Um, and I I see people on autopilot um, today uh, just because they have so much going on, and that's why that what I said earlier in the in the show is everybody everything is more. What are you seeing in your work as some of the kind of key challenges, and then we can maybe talk about how do you address those? Yeah, so I I think that there, you know, you just mentioned this, there's a lot going on, but part of it is a lot of people, it's not just the work that is a lot going on. You know, I think organizations, they are doing, they're having to do more with less, but that's been a dynamic that's been happening probably since the beginning of business. It's a, it's a part of it. But there's also just a lot of distractions and a lot of things to manage. And we only have but so much cognitive bandwidth. So cognitive bandwidth is just, we, we literally only have but so much energy and but so much attention that we can give any given thing in one day. So we wake up in our mornings and we've got our phones, we have email, we have the news, we, some of us have social media, and then we have meetings, some of which are productive, most of, most of which are probably not. They last forever. While we're on our meetings, we're multitasking, trying to respond to email, and what it results in is zombie-like people that are exhausted at the end of the day, and the only thing we want to do is zone out on some streaming service, <laughs> you know, like Netflix, and go to bed. And so we've got to find a new way of being in this world in which we are provided with all of these tools to be super connected, but we are finding a hack for that. So we're all connected, but we are becoming zombies within our connection. We're not really fully conscious and aware of what's going on mm-hmm. and what's most important to us. And so what what are some of the ways that you go about that? Because I think that Given it's you know when we're doing this show it's Halloween tomorrow so that zombie uh, metaphor is good uh, and people are just kind of going through the actions you know one of the questions that I end up asking people you know doing executive coaching is that I do uh, more common now how many meetings have you had today so I just want to get an idea of where do I fit into a day of meeting 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 and so it gives me a good kind of temperature you know of of, of where they're at. So what are like what are some of the things that when people are you know constantly busy that badge that they wear how you doing oh I'm busy I'm busy you know that somehow that's uh, then they're really important because they're so busy how do you how do you navigate around that like what are some of the tools or some of the things that you may found beneficial to help them absolutely to address what you just said around I I, I will say we sometimes may have developed an addiction to the concept of busy. And we're using the idea of being busy as a way to 
um, kind of uplift our self-worth. So it becomes this reflection of our identity. And if people have the opportunity not right. to be busy, and many of them, you know, lots of us, there are times that we have lots of, maybe there's some dead space, maybe. Um, during that time, we, we don't feel like we're alive. We, we feel like there's something missing and we're so antsy that we can't stop ourselves. So so that, that may be the, the first step is to really figure out what is this. But I think there are two strategies here. One of the strategies is very practical, right? So there are those basic things of time management, setting boundaries. Those are some critical things. People have been trying to do that with some success. And maybe, you know, it's been, it's been somewhat helpful. In my book, I have developed a hack for it, though. It's where we get down to very simple things that we can schedule and that we can do on a regular basis in order to make us more conscious of what's happening in the world and connected to our power to choose something different. And the acronym of the four habits is actually, it makes up the acronym of love, which ironically, I came up with the habits and just noticed after that it made up the acronym of love. So I was so pleased and had to integrate Uh that, but it was not intentional. It it wasn't that I started with love and tried to figure that out. It actually just, it was was a, a very interesting experience. So love represents daily things that you intentionally do on a regular basis and assess yourself whether or not you did them on a regular basis to ensure that you stay awake and alive in the world and connected to what really matters. Because this is what the, the real consequence of being swept away with all of this stuff is that you are, we are all being completely controlled by that. And so at the end of the day, you never really know if you're focusing on or doing those things that matter most to you. So in, in my work, I'm seeing we have leaders accomplishing some amazing things, but we have people feeling depressed. We have people feeling anxious. And so there's this element of what is it, what is it all for? So the four habits. Yeah. Um, and in the book, each of these habits are connected to a hardcore leadership skill that will transform mm-hmm. not only how you lead. So I'm all about results. That means promotions, whatever you want. Promotions, results, solve problems, innovate, change the world. Gotcha. <laughs> but it also will make you feel happy and feel relief from the emotional stress. And so I know that we are pressed for time, so I narrowed it down to the four basics that if we can stick to these and practice them daily, everything changes. So the first one is listening, and I'm you got me you got me primed. So here we go. Yes. What are they? L O L O V E. Go ahead. L O V E, thanks. Yes. I get so excited. And and interrupt me if you want. L is for listening, and listening is the core habit that is connected to emotional intelligence. And so listening is a lot more complex than what it seems on the surface. It's actually developing a very specific listening strategy connected to results, but it's also listening to your thoughts and listening to your heart and your intuition. So there's many elements of this. So some, some people may be discouraged by the simplicity, but, you know, get the book because in listening, there's a lot of unpacking here of what it takes to master that and, and what it takes to kind of put that in the realm of emotional intelligence. The second one, which is my favorite, is observe. This is really what it means to be alive in the world, and that's associated with systems thinking. Systems thinking is understanding how things are connected. I shared earlier, you know, how sleep might be connected to your weight loss goals or how your EQ, your ability to manage yourself and really understand and read others is connected to 
every problem you might have with people, personal and professional, right? <laughs> um, so somebody yeah. had to sit down and do some systems thinking to even come up with the whole concept. And, you know, you've probably talked about this on your show where emotional intelligence came from in order to get to the connection to success. So that's listening, mm-hmm. observe, and then value. This is the V. Value is about alignment. That is, on a regular basis, are you aligned with who you are, <laughs> with who you want to be, and with what, what is most important? And so I have some games and some amazing things to align with your values. And then lastly, engagement. So some real critical skills on how you take the wisdom of listening, the intelligence of observation, and the purpose of your values, and then engage in the world in a way that makes you feel present, awake, and ready mm. to accomplish anything. Wow, those are great. And I think um, I love how you said that you came up with those and you said, oh, wait a minute, that spells love, and how beautiful that, that is. Um, it does seem like it zeroes in on, on kind of the aspects, and I'm glad you're kind of talking about emotional intelligence, you know, the idea of understanding yourself, managing yourself, understanding others, and managing others. And so the the love, listening, observe your values or purpose and engagement kind of hits both sides of that. Um, so you want to start with, uh, I know in your book you have uh, each one of these highlighted. You want to start with kind of listening um, as far as some of the kind of key aspects, at least one of the things I heard you say, Taya, uh, you know, listening to others, but then also, one of the first steps typically is listening to yourself. So how do you yes. uh, navigate navigate through that? So the important part of listening is that many of us think that listening is just one of our senses. We're hearing things. And in this world that we live in that has so much chaos and so much going on, we really have to invest in hardcore training on how to listen in a way that keeps us connected to each other, but also connected to what's important. And so the craft of listening, it's the only portal to wisdom. Like anything that you want to gather, you have to be listening. And so many people are, you know, they're trapped inside their heads. I I tell a story in the book about my uncle Barry. He has schizophrenia. And it occurred to me one day, we, we have this ongoing conversation where he's stuck in a loop. And I I love him so much, and I've always wondered, like, how would I be able to connect with him? And I realized that the reason that what makes his illness so sad and so difficult is that he's able to talk to me, but he can't absorb what I'm saying, and he can't really process what I'm saying. And so he just is kind of stuck on a loop of his own thoughts and his own voices. And I've had moments with him of just very brief lucidity, And, and this was really something that inspired the idea of conscious connection, because... I actually work with people and I say to myself, they aren't, you know, being riddled with this very difficult mental illness, but there's a level of their mental wellness that's being impacted because they cannot get out of their heads. There's so, Mm. we can expand this to many elements of our world. We're so attached to how we think things should be. We have like such strong ideas about the world and how we think business should work. And we're so stuck that when we enter a conversation with someone, there, many of us, there is no intention of learning anything new. There's absolutely no idea that, oh, maybe I, maybe the way that my brain is functioning, maybe all these voices in my head that are talking about stuff, maybe it's not the only way. Maybe it's not the only thing that matters. 
you know, I have one other story for listening really quickly in the book where I, I, I hooked up a coaching client with someone that was a multimillionaire in the speaking space. And he wanted to talk to this person to be able to get some guidelines on how he can improve. He was going into the space. And he had 15 minutes, and he talked the whole time. He went on and on and on about his resume. He talked about himself. And at the end of the conversation, she said to him, did you have any questions for me? (laughs) And he said, I did, actually. (laughs) He said, I did, actually. I wanted to know what you thought about this. And before she could respond, he went on and on about something else. And she ended the conversation with, well, you know, glad we had a chance to talk. Um, if you have any questions, please email me. And she rolled her eyes at me like it, it was definitely a why did I even show up to this meeting? Like what was the point of this, right? Um, but what was right. fascinating about this is after this meeting, I asked him how he thought it went. And he said it was awesome. <laughs> he said it was a great wow. meeting, right? But that's yeah. because he just enjoyed listening to himself, and he didn't have to be vulnerable. Right, right. He didn't have to give me feedback, and it was very fascinating. Um, he also missed a really important thing. She had a keychain. He did not even learn that she went to his his college, which was a great connector. Um, and so he uh. missed possibilities. Right. Let me give you this last thing, and I'll I'll, I'll stop talking. Right. Is there was another person that I connected with this same person and I put a tangible dollar amount on this. That other person went on to make over seven figures in the speaking business through her coaching. He went on to stop his speaking business and he actually ended up having to just get, you know, he went back to corporate world and got a job. And so there were tangible results that I think were caught in literally these 15 minutes made a difference financially and where the results were right. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so those are great examples, you know, and I think this goes back to <clears throat> Stephen Covey and other people who have written, you know, most of us <clears throat> listen with the idea to respond and, you know, what's our, what's our side of the story. One of the things I like to talk about <clears throat> um, is, you know, people aren't really listening, as you know, and as you probably say in your book, it's typically what would be kind of a, a dual monologue, we have a topic in common and we're each talking about our story or our narrative about the topic in common. And so it's not, it's not really a conversation. It's a dual monologue. No one's really delving into what the other person is saying. And often with executives, I use this acronym because you got the, I think the acronyms um, stick or sticky. So it's the acronym of SITS, S-I-T-S. And it basically is stay in their story because we all want to tell our story. Oh, well, my, what my experience of them is this. Oh, so what I did in this situation. And if you can just stay in their story, you'll make some more of that uh, connection. So when you're thinking about listening, um, I mean, you're encouraging them to listen. But so any any way that you can develop that, help them develop that skill? So here's the deal. This is really, I think, a lot harder than people may think, right? We have these acronyms stay in their stories. We give people advice on what to do around listening. But some people have, you have to really look at your personality and some of your habits. So this is where the training comes in because when we speak to someone, it's not just about having this intention of, 
yes, being present, yes, staying in the story, but we want to be strategic about how we're going to listen and when. So it might be choosing your listening strategy before you talk to someone, but also the listening to yourself is being honest and getting some support around um, what is happening with you and what are the habits that you've built over time that make you, you know, maybe you're a person that's too quiet and you need to ask more questions and speak up more and you you're kind of a good listener, but you're really disengaged, right? <laughs> so there's this assessment of your of how your brain works, some of your habits and your personality, because listening can be a function of a lot of those things. There's a lot of things going on there. And then, then actually doing something, so having a strategy and an intention that you are present enough to practice and use. And when you're practicing and using it, you have to almost look at it like a science experiment, like say in you know my next meetings, I'm going to listen for values, or I'm going to listen for um, some underlying messages in these meetings, and this is what I'm going to do for the next week, and then I want to see what I learn and how that works, or I have a really rocky relationship, okay. and I'm you know it's, yeah. these are those things, yes. So so <clears throat> having some intentionality about these next interactions. Um, yes. We're going to take our, our, our next break, and we're listening to uh, Talia Fox here, Power of Consciousness Connection, and we'll, get, we'll take a break, and we'll come back to some of the habits. Uh, so come right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How can you be brilliant in the moment? Given the daily challenges you face at work and home, how can you enhance your strengths and limit your weaknesses? Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler's mission is to help people be the best version of themselves at work and at home with simple, trusted, evidence-based tips and tools. They have combined forces, applying the powerful science of emotional and social intelligence with the latest in e-learning and AI technology to bring you the Emotional Brilliance Academy. Through the leading Emotional Brilliance Academy programs, they help everyday leaders like you balance your emotions to better connect with people, enhance top performance, lead your teams and your organization. The Emotional Brilliance Academy gives you a common sense approach to enhance your effectiveness and happiness both on and off the job. Sign up for the program, enhance your skills, and be your best self. For a free trial, go to freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. That's freetrial.emotionalbrilliance.com. EBA is powered by Fearless Leaders Group, the H2C Leadership Foundation, and True North Leadership. Icy Tech. Like the hardworking men and women that get up every day and do their job. The ones that stop at nothing to make sure that it's done right. It's not just an effort. It's not just know-how. It's a way of life. IC Tech has been with you since 1998. And with the veteran community being behind you, we understand. With quality, with passion, we follow you in this way of life. IC Tech, for those who get it. Icy Tech is a proud sponsor of the Emotional Brilliance Academy, where e-learning is leading edge. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business.
You're listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles of Top Performers. We're talking with Taya Fox, the CEO of Kusi uh, uh, Global. Our website is Kusi, K-U-S-I, training.com. And her new book, uh, The Power of Conscious Connection, Four Habits. So, uh, Taya, we talked about on the L-O-V-E, we talked about listening, and then the l uh, is observa- I mean, sorry, the O is observation or observe. Do you want to sh- share a little bit about that and why that's important? Absolutely. So observation is literally the way to be the smartest person in the room and to solve really complex problems. It starts with observation, and the skill related to that is systems thinking. So one of the tools with systems thinking is this capacity to be aware of how things are connected. And I shared some examples earlier in the show about how EQ is connected to success. So we need to create that same level of thinking on a daily basis for our lives. So one tool for observation, and there's lots of tools in the book because I I have packed in hours of leadership development training boiled down to four habits is to ask yourself systems thinking questions. So what is happening? What is not happening? How are my choices related to my results? When you become this active observer, so that means that you're always not looking for your bias or what you think is happening or assumptions. You're looking for evidence that what you're thinking is true. And so you're constantly examining the world and testing reality, right, and aligning your choices and and your ideas with what is actually happening. You know, one really quick example of that, as I have some people, they say, I'm direct, that's just how I am. And my big question is, how is that working for you? At this point, you have five Mm -hmm. HR complaints, (laughs) right? So there is a connection between what you're perceiving as direct and the results that you're getting. Are you interested in changing those results? If you are, you may have to really take that connection seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think often when people are looking at, they're not getting the results. I mean, I think that's one of the famous coaching questions. So, how's that working for you? Uh, yeah. When they, it forces them to forces them to step back and kind of evaluate that. Okay, that's really good. And I think that system thinking um, is really that connection. You know, I think when you think about thinking we end up thinking about the same things over and over and over. And so it sounds like in your model of observe, it's compelling them to maybe, you know, I would say thinking is a, is a destination. And how do we get to some, maybe some new, new destinations in our thinking with the observe? So Absolutely. Um, what, about, what about the V? And the V is for your values and you were also were talking about kind of purpose. Yes. Yeah, so what I love about the system is it works together in their habits. So you really master the complexity of listening. You master the complexity of observation. And within both of these, you're not only gaining self-awareness, but you're gaining awareness of what's happening around you. 
from there, you get really clear about what's not only important to you, but what's important to the collective, what's important to the group. And values is really holding yourself accountable to your choices and its alignment with who you say you are, who you say you want to be, and your choices with the alignment with maybe your organizational values and where the organization is going. So many people make decisions based on personality and just based on habit, but they're not strategic about does this decision actually help change things. So um, in the book, we have uh, several games you can play to have value alignment. And I tell stories because sometimes just hearing the stories, you'll see that there's a misstep in those values. So there's a, there's a process in the book called the art of the shift. And one of the ways that I help people get emotionally online and more connected to their values is to identify three core values. Ask yourself, what evidence do I have in my behavior today that those are my values, right? So um, if you say that your value is kindness and respect, here's the, here is the evaluation factor. Are you able to be kind and respectful in the face of someone that is rude and mean to you, <laughs> right? So you don't get to really, it's not just about you being this person, but when you are challenged, that's where your values mm-hmm. are supposed to support you with the value, with the alignment. Because a lot of people, they say, well, these are my values, but I will violate them if I feel justified. Right, so it's really important. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of unpacking with values to develop these particular skills. Um, the leadership skill connected with the V is cultural competence. So this ability to adapt your behavior to the culture, to uh, respecting who you are in your culture, but also respecting others in their culture, and that adaptation. There, there. This is how you kind of practice on a regular basis. You strive for a level of cultural competence. And so that's values. It, it's a, there's a lot of unpacking there, um, but it's a very, very powerful part of the system. And you mm-hmm. will be really good at alignment if you become really good at listening and observing. Yeah, that's great. And I think that is quite the, <clears throat> quite the lever <clears throat> or the aha for a lot of people. You know, sometimes we, I talk about kind of what your ideal values are versus realistic values. And that's exactly what you're saying. You know, so my ideal value is I need to be kind, but you know, uh, on the way to work, I just cut off someone like, okay, was that kind of, uh, that gap. And I think some of that dissonance and that sounds like that's what you end up doing is talking about where their ideal values are, but what are they doing? And I think when they can probably see that they're not really doing it, maybe that motivation for that, um, all right, great. Sure. And then how about uh, we got the V, we got the L for listening, the O for observe, we got the V for values, uh, what your purpose is. And I like what you said earlier, you know, am I being who I want to be? You know, and, and so this idea of emotional brilliance we talk about is how do I be my best in the moment? You know, and then that's kind of bringing back into the values. Um, and so how about the E? So What's, what's involved with the E for engage? Yes. Yeah, so this system of habits, so you've got these four things that you're doing on a regular basis and they all work together. So they're kind of, they're interdependent. You know, you're listening, you're observing, you're aligning with your values, and now you're ready to engage with the world. And you can imagine that someone that is an amazing listener and has great self-awareness, someone that is observing all the details and someone that is very clear about their alignment and maybe even misalignment of their values 
what a wonderful friend and a wonderful leader and a wonderful person to engage with, to communicate with. So with the engagement, though, we want to make sure that your efforts in the LOV have not gone to pot. (laughs) And so you need to have really good communication skills that aren't just intuitive and aren't natural to be able to clearly and concisely communicate that which you think is important, that which you've heard, that which you've observed. And so engagement becomes very practical. It's about several things, but the key, um, the key leadership skill is communication. And I share in here, there's a very, there's a cheat sheet and an outline in the book about over and over again how you can communicate uh, your ideas, your thoughts, have difficult conversations with just a very, you know, clear outline in the back of your head that you follow on a regular basis. Um, one thing about this model, including engagement, is that I think that when we are so simple, like, yeah, I got to listen, I got to observe and align with values, it seems at the surface like these are simple concepts that maybe could help our lives, but they are hardcore things and habits that we need to master. And the thing that I'm proposing is that mastering these qualities and these skills with daily practice is likely more important than mastering technical skills, which, by the way, computers change every day. These are going to be some hardcore things that as our world evolves, these things will help you keep up with that evolution, will help you keep up with changing priorities if you have a habit of mastering these qualities and these skills, a lifelong habit of that practice. Mm-hmm. And it, as you're saying, and we know with any kind of behavior change, Tanya, you know, it is it is the practice. You can kind of get exposed to, the, you know, the system that you have, but it is, really is kind of the practice that they would do. So uh, what would be an example of some of the first steps that you would encourage someone to do? So they got the idea of what, what the model is and, and the kind of the system thinking behind it and, and looking at their values. Like, how do you uh, get them started? Like, what's some of the first steps to move forward? Love the question, right? So it's Monday morning. You've got your coffee and latte in hand. What do you do? So my suggestion to get started with the love habits, and I'm making a huge claim that not only could it change your life, change your career, but I think if everybody would master these habits, it would absolutely change the world and how we uh, communicate and connect with each other. But it will start in the moment with the coffee in hand on a Monday morning. And I have something in the book called the Fast 15. So the 15 is to put yourself on a love diet, a listening, observe, value, engage diet. And it starts with the L. Put on your calendar that you will either get with your team, get with someone that's really important to you. Maybe it's a leader. If you're the leader, you're going to listen to other people. And you're just going to, with a timer, have a listening session where you're listening to other people and you're just listening for values. You're just listening to their needs. You don't have to do anything yet. You're just going to practice the art of pausing and listening with 15 minutes, even observing, use a timer, give yourself, I'm going to sit on a bench even, or sit in an office. I'm just going to sit there, do nothing and just look around and see what thoughts. This will be kind of You may feel like, oh, is it a waste of time? No, 15 minutes. Do that consistently and watch what your brain begins to feed to you, right? So using a timer, give yourself the time to listen and to observe. And 
or even 15 minutes to read a chapter of the book <laughs> um, or, or visit emotional brilliance, right? So, but using that timer, I think is going to be great to hold yourself accountable to 15 minutes a day. I'm going to practice um, one of these skills and, and be in that moment. Uh, you know, one of the one of the things I've told people about, and this would probably be on the observe, a great way to do this is, especially when you go to a, a restaurant with somebody um, and whoever you're with goes to the restroom, can you observe versus what do we all do? The person leaves and what, we pick up our phone in, in three seconds, you know, and are scrolling through that. And can you not do that and just sit there? And this is where probably, you know, you're the O for observe. Observe what's going on with you. Observe what's going on around you could be a great way to practice that. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so maybe, you know, give us the last words here because we're going to bring this to a, a close, unfortunately. Yeah, so any last yeah. things you want to share? Great. Well, you, you can visit... Uh, Visit us at www.kusaitraining.com, as you shared earlier. You also can follow me on Instagram at Talia Fox Speaks. I also am pretty active on LinkedIn if you want to get in touch with me. Um, my recommendation for leaders is to really invest in high-quality training, not just any training, training that is very experiential, that has case-based learning, mm-hmm. that brings science, but also really thinks about the whole person. So if you're leading in an organization, you know, don't focus solely on business strategy. Focus on people and the development of people, and that's going to feed the best results in business strategy. And, of course, if you, I would love for you all to pick up and let me know what you think, a copy of the book. Uh, I will tell you, I was very vulnerable in this book. It's not a normal leadership book where it's very prescriptive. It's a conscious connection, the actual book itself, where I tell stories, and I really try to connect with uh, people as a human being. But it, within that, packing in those leadership skills that we, that we need. So, um, right. And, of course, you can get the book. The power, you can get the book right now. Pre-orders count um, at the power of conscious connection for habits to transform how you live and lead. So I'm, I'm really excited about this project. And my hope is that it supports someone in some way in, in achieving greater results and being happy in this world and this life. Talia, thank you so much. Hopefully our listeners will go get that. It sounds like uh, it's a great way to kind of be in the moment and, and really exercise your influence and in being the best leader you can be. You've been listening to Leadership Development News. Tune in to tune up your performance, and we'll see you or you'll hear from us next week. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.